Hello and welcome to the sixth night of a thousand and one nights of post-sex entertainment for the king, in which every single one of you is the king. When it was the sixth night, her sister Dunyazad said to her, Pray, finish for us thy story. And she answered, I will, if the king give me leave. Of course, he said. Say on. As always, it hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the fisherman said to the Ifrit, If thou hadst spared me, I would have spared thee, but nothing would satisfy thee save my death. So now I will do thee, die by jailing thee in this jar, and I will hurl thee into this sea. Then the married roared aloud and cried, Allah upon thee, O fisherman, don't spare me and pardon my past doings, and as I have been tyrannous, so be thou generous, for it is said among sayings that go current, O thou who doest good to him, who hath done thee evil, suffice for the evildoer his ill deeds, and do not deal with me as did Umama to Atika. The footnotes. The tale of these two women is now forgotten. Anyways, asked the fisherman, and what was their case? And the Ifrit answered, This is not the time for storytelling, and I in this prison. But set me free, and I will tell thee the tale. Leave this language. There is no help but that thou be thrown back into the sea, nor there is any way for thy getting out of it, for ever and ever. Vainly I placed myself under thy protection, and I humbled myself to thee with weeping while thou soughtest only to slay me, who had done thee no injury deserving this at thy hands, nay, so far from injuring thee, by any evil act I worked thee naught but weal, in releasing thee from the jail of thine. Now I knew thee to be an evildoer when thou didst to me what thou didst. And now that when I have cast thee back into the sea, I will warn whomsoever may fish thee up of what hath befallen me with thee. And I will advise him to toss thee back again. So shalt thou abide here under these waters till the end of time shall make an end of thee. But the Ifrit cried aloud, Set me free. This is a noble occasion for generosity, and I make covenant with thee, and vow never to do thee hurt and harm. Nay, I will help thee to what shall put thee out of want. The fisherman accepted his promises on both conditions, not to trouble him as before, but on the contrary, to do him service, and after making firm the plight and swearing him a solemn oath by Allah most highest, he opened the cucurbit. Thereupon the pillar of smoke rose up till all of it was fully out. Well, it's a bit risky, but I can see myself doing it too. I mean, what else could you do? And put your trust in someone who is apologizing, I guess? I don't know, at least I am... At least now that I am putting myself in the fisherman's shoes, I would consider it. Thereupon, the pillar of smoke rose up till all of it was fully out, 
then it thickened and once more became an ifrit of hideous presence who forthright administered a kick to the bottle and sent it flying into the sea the fisherman seeing how the cucurbit was treated and making sure of his own death piddled on his clothes and said to himself this promiseth badly but he fortified his heart and cried o ifrit allah had said perform your covenant for the performance of your covenant shall be inquired into hereafter thou hast made a vow to me and hast sworn an oath not to play me false lest allah play thee false for verily he is a jealous god who respiteth the sinner but letteth him not escape i say to thee as said the sage duban to king yunan spare me so allah may spare thee the ifrit burst into laughter and stalked away saying to the fisherman follow me and the man paced after him at a safe distance for he was not assured of escape till they had passed round the suburbs of the city thence they struck into the uncultivated grounds and crossing them descended into a broad wilderness and lo in the midst of it stood a mountain torn the ifrit waded into the middle and cried again follow me and when this was done he took his stand in the centre and bade the man cast his net and catch his fish the fisherman looked into the water and was much astonished to see therein very coloured fishes white and red blue and yellow however he cast his net and hauling it in saw that he had netted four fishes one of each colour thereat he rejoiced greatly and more when the ifrit said to him <clears throat> carry these to the sultan and set them in his presence then he will give thee what shall make thee a wealthy man and now accept my excuse for by allah at this time i wot none other than benefiting thee inasmuch i have lain in this sea eighteen hundred years and have not seen the face of the world save within this hour but i would not have thee fish here save once a day the ifrit gave him godspeed saying allah grant thee meat again and struck the earth with one foot whereupon the ground clove asunder and swallowed him up the fisherman much marvelling at what had happened to him with the ifrit took the fish and made for the city and as soon as he reached home he filled an earthen bowl with water and therein threw the fish which began to struggle and wiggle about then he bare off the bowl upon his head and repairing to the king's palace even as the ifrit had bidden him laid the fish before the presence and the king wondered with exceeding wonder at the sight for never in his lifetime had he seen fishes like these in quality or in conformation so he said give those fish to the stranger slave girl who now cooketh for us meaning the bondmaiden whom the king of room had sent him only three days before so that he had not yet made troyal of her talents in the dressing of meat thereupon the vizier carried the fish to the cook and bade her fry them saying o damsel the king sendeth this say to thee i have not treasured thee o tear o me save for stress time of me a proof then to us 
This day thy delicate handiwork and thy savory cooking, for this dish of fish is a present sent to the Sultan, and evidently a rarity. The Wazir, after he had carefully charged her, returned to the king, who commanded him to give the fisherman four hundred dinars. He gave them accordingly, and the man took them and ran off home, stumbling and falling and raising again, and deeming the whole thing to be a dream. However, he bought for his family all they wanted, and lastly he went to his wife in huge joy and gladness, so far concerning him. But as regards to the cookmate, she took the fish and cleansed them, and set them in the frying pan, basting them with oil till one side was dressed. Then she turned them over. Behold, the kitchen wall, clay was sunder, and therefore came a young lady, fair of form, oval of face, perfect in grace, with eyelids, which called lines and chase. Her dress was a silken headkerchief, fringed and tasseled with blue, a large ring hung from either ear, a pair of bracelets adorned her wrists, rings with bezels of priceless gems were on her fingers, and she hand in hand a long rod of rattan cane, which she thrust into the frying pan, saying, O fish, O fish, be ye constant to your covenant? When the cookmaiden saw this apparition, she swooned away. The young lady repeated her words a second time and a third time, and at last the fishes raised their heads from the pan and saying an articulate speech, Yes, yes, began with one voice to recite, Come back, and so will I keep faith, and so will I, and if ye fain forsake, I'll requite till quits we cry. After this, the young lady upset the frying pan, and went forth by the way she came in, and the kitchen wall closed upon her. When the cook maiden recovered from her fainting fit, she saw the four fishes charred black as charcoal, and crying out, His staff break and is first about, and she fell again, swooning to the ground. Whilst she was in this case, the wazir came for the fish, and looking upon her, as insensible she lay, not knowing Sunday from Thursday, shoved her with his foot and said, Bring the fish for the sultan. Thereupon recovering from her fainting fit, she wept and informed him of her case and all that had befallen her. The wazir marveled greatly in exclaiming, This is none other than a right strange matter. He sent after the fisherman and said to him, Thou, O fisherman, must needs fetch us four fishes, like those thou broughtest before. Thereupon the fisherman repaired to the tarn and cast his net, and when he landed it, lo, four fishes were therein, exactly like the first. These he at once carried to the vizier, who sent in with them to the cook-maiden, and said, Up with thee, and fry these in my presence that I may see thee business. The damsel arose and cleansed the fish, and set them into the frying pan over the fire. However, they remained there but a little while, ere the wall clay was sunder, and the young lady appeared, clad as before, and holding in hand the wand which she again thrust into the frying pan, saying, O fish, O fish, be ye constant to your olden covenant. And behold, the fish, lifted their heads and repeated, Yes, yes, 
and recited this couplet. Come back, and so will I. Keep faith, and so will I. But if ye fain forsake, I'll requite till quites we cry. And that was the time when Shahrazad perceived dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. Have a great night.